Hi, travelers. You can listen to us on your travels on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and more. Go ahead and check out the description of this episode so you can find the link to our link tree, get access to all of our socials, as well as our YouTube channel so you can watch all of our episodes in full. This week, we're partnering with the Kentucky Colonel and Spectre Arts in Philadelphia. Make sure you check out all of our socials to stay up to date on our great content we're going to make with these collaborations and more details about the groups. Hello, travelers. Today is January 9th. Awesome show today. We did have on Kellen Flynn from WCBN Radio in Michigan. Recurring guest Kellen Flynn. The audio came in very choppy, unfortunately. We will redo that interview on Thursdays for Thursday's episode. Breakdown, Michigan Wolverines winning the national championship. What the Wolverines did right, what the Huskies did wrong. Get full in-depth analysis of that game and even get some insight into what hardball may be doing next year if he's on the move or if he's going to stay in ann arbor and coach and continue to coach for the michigan wolverines today though we'll start off with our usual week 18 nfl recap like we always do guys zach we're going to start with you as always what was your closest game of this past weekend Rams and the 49ers, actually. It was a 21-20 kind of game. And the Rams, neither one of these teams really played their starters, but the Rams had an incentive to win this game because I think they feel better about going to Detroit trying to win that game as opposed to they would have gone to Dallas had they lost. So, uh, you know, backups aplenty, but Puka Nakua sets the rookie receiving record. And, you know, for San Francisco, this game meant virtually nothing to them. But for the Rams, it was a big deal. And so this was the closest game of the week. Yeah, I'm going to go Dolphins-Bills. Another really, I mean, like I said, there were a lot of close games this week. A lot of uh, games to pick from. But Dolphins-Bills, I'm going to go with that game. We knew it would be a good game going into it, and it definitely was. Uh, tale of two halves, really. Bills did not really play it very well in the first half. Played awesome in the second half. Uh, 14-0 in the second half. Defense shut down Miami in the last two quarters as well. Uh, Miami is one of the best uh, second half scoring teams in the league, but Bills were able to shut them down. Buffalo was able to shut down Miami's offense. Dolphins punted on four consecutive possessions. That's the first time that occurred all season long for the Dolphins. Uh, And three of those four possessions uh, were uh, three and outs. So, I mean, yeah, just absolute domination by the Bills in the second half. Of course, uh, Josh Allen doing heroics at the end of the game to lead the team to victory. Of course, the 95-yard punt return by Deontay Hardy did not hurt either. And Dolphins only, tur- uh, you know, back to defense for the Bills, Dolphins only totaled 47 yards of total offense on the second half. So a really, really good second half by the by the Bills. Looked really anemic in the first half, but, uh, you know, the second half is what matters, especially as we lead and head into the playoffs now next week. Really, really good two quarters to build on uh, for my for the uh, for the Bills. Justin, what was your closest game of the week? I'll go Colts-Texans. That was a close game, obviously. And C.J. Stroud with two touchdowns and no interceptions, 264 yards. Jonathan Taylor, though, with a big running attack for the Colts. 30 carries for 188 yards and a touchdown run. But a very close win for the Texans as they take the AFC South with the Jaguars losing yeah Nico Collins had a really good game too uh of course uh, I think Nico Collins he caught all of nine of his targets for 195 total yards on the game and a cut touchdown of course both players were just locked in and played absolutely amazing just couldn't stop him at all and 
Colts just couldn't make the plays when it mattered at the end of the day. And one in 11 on third downs. And of of course, they failed to convert the only fourth down they attempted as well. So Colts just weren't really firing, couldn't really get the first down. And Nico Collins and CJ Stroud looked absolutely electric going into the playoffs. Most intriguing storyline. Zach, what was your most intriguing storyline this weekend? Most intriguing storyline's got to be the fact that the Eagles are what, – what's going on with them? They've lost now, mm-hmm. what, five of their last six, and they did it against the easiest remaining schedule in the league after they started 10-1. and one. They were losing the Cardinals big or, – or not big, but you lose to a bad Cardinals team last week, and you just don't look like you belong on the same field with the Giants yesterday. Not only that, A.J. Yep. Brown gets hurt. The defense plays terrible. It's just – this team was 10-1, and one, but it kind of felt like fool's gold a little bit, and Justin deserves full credit on this because he was kind of all over this from the very beginning. And maybe this is closer to what the Eagles actually are as opposed to the team that started 10-1. and one. And right now, I'm not even certain that they're going to go to Tampa and win that game next week. Yeah, I mean, they can't stop anyone on defense. The play calling's terrible. Eagles allowed Giants to gain 272 yards and get in the red zone five times in the first half alone. Um, you know, they scored three... They scored touchdowns on three of them. So, I mean, they were just were absolutely explosive. They clearly wanted it more. The Giants wanted it more. Eagles, they had a lot to play for. I mean, Cowboys lost. I mean, they would have won the division, right? Cowboys, I mean, uh, Eagles Eagles would have won the division if Cowboys lost. I'm 95% sure. So, yeah, just, I mean, absolutely just bad for the Eagles. Bad look. You said, Zach, A.J. Brown hurt now as well. Jalen Hurts battling that middle finger in his throwing hand, and that's not helping anything either. But like I said, play calling awful, defense awful. And Justin, I'm sure you'll get to a little bit more later too. But in the meantime, my motion drinking storyline, I'm going to go with Puka Nakua. He now holds the uh, rookie record for most receiving yards by a rookie in NFL history. Seven-yard catch in the third quarter uh, this Sunday. Uh, gave the wide receiver 1,473 receiving yards on the year, which um, that record stood since 1960. So yeah, Puka Nakua, I mean, that's my most intriguing storyline. A lot to look forward to in LA with him going forward. He's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, You know, he's clearly the best non-first round receiver for a rookie in NFL history, and he is now has the case to be the best overall. So yeah, definitely, definitely a case for offensive rookie of the year. And, uh, I mean, he just plays um, – he's had an amazing season. And now they go into the playoffs with him playing some of his best ball. So that's my most intriguing storyline. Yeah, Puka Nakua holding the uh, rookie record for receiving yards in uh, rookie se- in, in his rookie season. Justin, what is your most intriguing storyline? What happened to the Jacksonville Jaguars? They were 8-3, yeah. and, three, and oh, now yeah. they lost the division, and they're out of the playoffs. So – What's the case there in Jacksonville? Trevor Lawrence had two touchdowns and two interceptions yesterday for 280 yards, but the Jaguars, not a great finish at all. I thought the Jaguars were one of the best teams in the AFC and really could make a run at the Super Bowl, but look at the way they fell apart. Big concerns in Jacksonville, even with a pretty good roster and a pretty good quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, he doesn't deserve all the blame, of course. His offense lets him down as well. Um, you know, they just they just don't look good. They don't they look they look flat footed, they look anemic. Defense needs a major overhaul for uh Jacksonville as well. And you know, I'll get to that game a little bit more in my surprise of the week mm-hmm. uh, spoiler. But Zach, we'll start with you. What was your surprise of the week? Was it also the Titans? Giants? No, because I picked the Titans to win that game. Yep. So it uh, wasn't a surprise to me. Uh the surprise for me was the Giants. I mean, that was just 
again, we thought since the Eagles are playing their starters because they had an opportunity to still win the NFC East because Dallas is still going to have to beat Washington. I figured that the Eagles were going to take care of business. That could be a get-right game for them, and it was anything but. I mean, the Giants just went out, and you know, you never know about the motivation of a team that is completely out of it. But you know, Tyrod Taylor played well, 297 yards. Saquon had two touchdowns. Uh, Wandale Robinson, Darius Slayton, they played well. Giants have shown something that in the back half of the season. I know it's six and eleven, but the way that they started the year versus the way they finished the year, I think Brian Dable's got to feel decent about his team going into next year. For sure. Yeah, no, I mean, we talked about it on last episode too. Just the turnaround, the second half of the season for the Giants was insane, especially especially considering the fact that they really had no QB for, you know, most of the season. It really was a good good coaching job by Dable. Surprise of the week, already said it, Titans over the Jags. Derrick Henry played absolutely amazing. I think he had, what, 153 yards on the day? I think 153 rushing yards. Uh, With that effort on Sunday, he surpassed Earl Campbell for the most 100-yard rushing games in franchise history. Of course, the Titans' short short history that they have. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that was just absolutely amazing game by the running attack by the Titans. And you know, shout out to Mike Rabel, getting his team ready to play, getting this his team ready to show out in the last game of the season, give the Jags a run for their money. And we talked about it already. I mean, the Jags completely fell apart. They were practically a shoe to win the AFC South after a hot eight and three start. Yeah. And now they're just out of the playoffs and heading in the next season has to be a bigger point of emphasis for the Jags to improve their secondary. I mean, running game was explosive for the Titans and their passing game was explosive as well. Like I said, their secondary is just completely banged up. And it's been not banged up, but just they don't have the guys to really cover the talent in the NFL. And that needs to be a big, big point of concern going into the next year because, I mean, passing against the Jags has just looked like butter all season long. And so mm-hmm. that needs to be definitely, definitely tightened up. They couldn't run the ball either. The, the Jags couldn't run the ball. That's been an issue for them second half of the year. Trevor Lawrence keeps getting hurt because his offensive line's not very good. It all fell apart. Yeah. Justin, what is your uh, surprise of the week? I'm going Giants over the Eagles. That is a very big surprise, (laughs) not just a very big surprise for me, but the way the Philadelphia Eagles have played since they have been 10-1 is not great at all. And this is a team that's that's broken going into the playoffs at 11-6. But the surprise of the game is that the Giants were up 24-0, even with Jalen Hurts in the game. And the only 10 points were in the second half by Marcus Mariota when he was quarterbacking for the Eagles. This is a big problem here. And there could be some major changes if they lose in the first round. That's the Eagles. And oh. I think there's definitely could be could be coaching changes. Maybe, maybe Sirianni goes if they play this way. Or maybe not. I don't think he's... I don't think he's gone after this year. I think his seat might be a little warmer going into next year. Mm-hmm. But new coordinators yeah. are probably coming in at yeah, the end if they happen. lose in the first round. Yep, I think it's they, happening regardless. They can't tackle. Eagles can't tackle in the forefront, middle of the field, wide open. Offense without A.J. Brown, they don't have offense without A.J. Brown. I think when he got he got injured uh, this game, they went 1-7 on third down and 7 of 17 throwing the ball. So That's right. That was with two interceptions as well, I think, even too, once Brown went down. So, yeah, they they have a lot of things to fix. 
Shootout of the week. Zach, what is your shootout of the week? Nothing really stands out as far as a shootout, but I'll give you a game that felt like a shootout, and that was the Lions and the Vikings. And I wonder if Dan Campbell maybe regrets playing his starters the whole game because Sam Laporte is hurt, and we don't know if he's going to be available next week. But Jared Goff, 320 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, another big game. Seems like he has 100 yards every single week. Justin Jefferson loves playing up in Detroit, 12 catches, 192 yards. You know, this is a Viking offense that – they're going to wonder, what if we had Kirk Cousins? And I think if they had Kirk Cousins, I think this team would be in the playoffs right now because they're pretty solid just about everywhere else. But uh, this is a, an exciting game, and the Vikings were able to come back in the second half and make it competitive. That's the shootout of the week. What happened to their defense? I mean, their defense was really good this year, too, in the last couple of games. I mean, I know they probably throw in the towel a little bit, but even the defense was kind of depleted without you know their offense playing to snuff, of course. Offense not playing well. Defense will be on the field more. Get tired. That's going to show up on the field. And it clearly has the last couple of games for the Vikings just getting blown out. And yeah, tough, tough season overall for the Vikings fans. My shootout of the week, I'm going to go with the Saints and Falcons. Um, Saints fans have to be asking where this offense was all year. I mean, Carr passed four touchdowns. And, um, you know, both teams missed out on a chance to win the division because Tampa Bay, of course, beat Carolina. But there's definitely some games with that being considered that Carolina uh, uh, Saints fans definitely want to you know have back earlier in the year because with this offense, they look like a playoff team. Yes. Or on Monday or on Sunday, excuse me. And like I said, the Saints fans just have to be asking where this offense was all year. Um, the Falcons actually looked pretty competitive for once. Uh, Desmond Ritter started the game hot. He completed his first five passes of the game, 157 yards and two touchdowns. Um, he helped the Falcons race to that uh, early 14 to seven lead. Um, but of course the saints did wake up. They were able to come back. And like I said, just explosive offense for the saints all game. And like I said, if you're a, if you're a saints fan, you have to be shaking your head, wondering where this offense was all year. And definitely, definitely wanting to get a couple of games earlier in the season that you should have won, uh, you know, to have a chance to go to the playoffs now. Uh, Justin, what is your shootout of the week? I'm actually going to go with the Browns and Bengals. Not the highest scoring game, but definitely was good enough for a shootout. The Bengals winning 31-14. A lot of backups in the game for the Bengals, but they have had a, they finished over 500, and they had that record that I was mentioning about on off the map on Friday with every team yeah. in the division the AFC North finishing over 500. That's probably the best division in football this year and probably for the next couple years. Jamar Chase, he played really well. Uh, Jeff Driscoll becomes fifth QB to play for the Browns this season, though, however. Uh, That was pretty insane. I mean, of course, Flacco's not hurt. He was just resting. Right. Uh, But still, I mean, that just sounds like it's every single year for the Browns. They have five quarterbacks coming in play, and it's just never, ever ending for the team. And, Really, really hard for Browns fans, but I'll have to look forward to going to the playoffs. Who do they play? Who do they actually play? I'm, I'm trying to think of who they play in the first. Texans. Browns and Texans, yeah. Yep, that's the first game on Saturday. Okay. That's yep. going to be a good game for sure. Absolutely. Snoozer of the week. Zach, what was your snoozer of the week? Bucks, Panthers, 9 nothing. Do I need to say yep. much more? That's mine too. Yeah. Mine too. Bucks struggled on offense to find a rhythm off game. The Bucks did. Baker Mayfield has been playing really well, yes. though, just not this game. I think with this win, uh, I think he had an incentive in his contract that he won a million dollars by making the playoffs. So good for Baker Mayfield. Uh, got that million dollar paycheck with going to the playoffs now, sending the Bucks to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They will play the Eagles. I know that. I think that's Monday, Monday night. night. Mm-hmm. 
May, Mayfield gained 137 yards on 20 completions. Um, and yeah, just Panthers, of course, they didn't do anything. They got shut out again. How many times have the Panthers been shut out this year? <laughs> it has to be a, three times, right? Here's a, another stat for you. They never had the lead at any point in the fourth quarter. Their only two wins were on last second field goals. So they never ran a play from scrimmage oh, in the fourth quarter wow. that they had a yeah. lead. Last week, Jaguars blew them out. Bucks blew them out. They beat the Texans somehow. Two wins, right? Who was the other win? Uh, Falcons. Yeah, he beat the Falcons on a yeah. last second field goal, like 9-7, I think it was. Panthers fans at this point are just happy the season's over. Uh, this, despite being the first oh, team yeah. to hire their offensive-minded head coach and draft their franchise quarterback this offseason, I mean, they've I mean, historic low at this point. And what makes it worse is they get nothing for it because they don't get their number yeah. one pick. Yep. Because they traded it. Panthers are now the only... Only the second franchise with multiple 15 loss campaigns. The first team to be shut out in back-to-back games since 2008. And the only team to finish a full season without having a single lead in the fourth quarter, like you said, Zach. And yeah, just mm-hmm. absolute just miserable play. Bryce Young, um, what do you think they do with Bryce Young next year? Well, he, they're going to play him. Yeah, they're going to play him next year. I mean, you're not going to give up on a guy after one year yep. in general, but they got to get him some weapons. They got to get him some offensive linemen. They got to get some people to help out. But, I mean, some of the tendencies you saw out of Bryce Young, I'm just not sure that he's the answer long term because I know a lot of short quarterbacks have succeeded before, but none of them seem to play yeah. as short as Bryce Young does. I don't know if it was bad offense or good defense for the Bucks in this game. Yes. Yeah, really both. Bucks only allowed 68 passing yards. Fewest by a Tampa Bay opponent since the Panthers had only 55 through the air in 2009. So right. 14 years ago, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bryce Young, like you said, he needs an offensive line badly uh franchise record after sunday in sacks at 62 he was sacked three times on sunday alone figure things out fast gonna take you know three four years but fans need something for sure yeah just nine nothing not much to say i mean could have been more i mean it could have been more scoring but at the same time i mean better team won in the bucks and they won at nine nothing other games Steelers Ravens. I don't think we touched base on this game. Um, meant a lot for the Steelers. Didn't mean anything for the Ravens, of course. Um, That's right. Najee Harris had a little bit of a resurgence. Mike, um, you know, 20, 26 carries, hundred and twelve yards. So Najee Harris, good to see. Good to see him back. Had a touchdown as well. Yeah, I don't really have much else on this game. Ravens, of course, the biggest storyline for the Ravens. They escaped a very very ugly game with no injuries, which is. Super important, of course. Um, the Steelers, unfortunately, did not because T.J. Watt had the, mm-hmm. hurt his MCL. They don't know if he's going to be able to play next week. And let's just go ahead and say, if he doesn't play against the Bills, they really don't have much of a chance. You no, know, it's. Um, I don't think. I mean, you can't play on an MCL, right? There's no, he'll be out Depends the whole season. Depends on grades on the grade of the sprain. It's possible, yeah. but it's probably wow. unlikely. Yeah, I mean, obviously, wouldn't be a hundred percent. Of course, I keep hearing like you know, back and forth between a, a grade two and a grade three. I don't really know if they know what it is yet. I, I don't know if they it's said possible. grade two. Grade two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, maybe if not, uh, you know, if not Saturday, uh, Saturday, right. They play Saturday. I think. Yeah. Oh, no, whatever. no, this weekend, whatever. No, they play Sunday. Yeah. If, if not this weekend, maybe second round, if they, if they play in the second round, if they get that far, only other takeaway from this game, Jadavion Clowney needed just half a sack to reach nine on the year and earn that additional $750,000 bonus. Uh, final drive of the second quarter. He notched it 
got that bonus. Texans Colts, we already touched on that. Texans Colts, uh, Browns Bengals, I think we touched on as well. Yep. Vikings Lions, we touched on. Jets Patriots, we don't need to touch on. I don't think. No. Um, Belichick might have been his last year or last game with the Patriots. We already know that. Bryce Hall looked solid. Looking to build us, you know, looking to build on that next year as a uh, backup for Aaron Rodgers. And New England had minus seven yards of offense and failed to convert a single first down. So, absolutely terrible. Both teams terrible. Um, you know, only storyline on this game is, of course, Belichick potentially being his last game. Uh, Bears Packers. I don't think we actually touched on the Bears Packers at all. Um, running makes the difference. The running game made the difference in this game. Um, you know, one quarterback had a running game and the other didn't. And no surprise, the one that did ended up coming out on top. The Packers' near perfect offense balance led to big, big days for both Love and Jones. Love had a stellar protection all game that allowed him to make really complete passes to multiple different teammates. The whole team, the whole receiving core with the tight ends, uh, you know, had field days against the Bears defense on Sunday. And Jordan Love, man, he's he started out the season really, really poor, really, really slow. But these last, you know, second half of the season, he's turning some heads and he might be not just the guy in the Packers but organization, but he might be the guy that we that might be one of the best, you know, a top five quarterback come you know, a year or two. Jordan it's Love. entirely possible. I mean, 27 yeah. to 32, 316, two touchdowns, finished second in the NFL in touchdown passes this year, which I don't think anybody would have seen coming. And he's doing this with Jaden Reed, Bo Melton, Dontavian Wicks, who, who, and who. I mean, he's not exactly playing with Devontae Adams or an elite wide receiver, and he's still managing to get the most out of these guys. And now they finally have a running game with Aaron Jones. So, I mean, the fact that Jordan Love was able to – Basically, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to say single-handedly carry this team to the playoffs because the defense is pretty good. But the fact that he and Matt Lafleur made it work, um, I wonder if in the future maybe some teams will actually consider sitting quarterbacks for a year or two because this is now back-to-back quarterbacks for the Packers, Rodgers and Love that sat for three years and they were ready to play right away. And like I said earlier, um, you know the Bears not being able to run the ball was just massive. Uh, that it really really hurt them. Uh, Jordan Love couldn't run the ball. Justin Fields really couldn't run the ball for his standards either. And, you know, it, you know, the passing was what really won this game, like you just said, Zach, and really helped uh, the Packers clinch that uh, playoff berth. And, uh, yeah, they will be on to the playoffs. And I think, who do they play the first round? I think they play um, Dallas. It is Dallas. That's right. Yeah, it would be Dallas. Yeah, well, that'll be also a good game. I mean, they're, like I said, they're all going to be good games. Seahawks, Cardinals, um, I don't know. Gino played pretty well. Uh, second straight season under center for the Seahawks by setting an NFL record in the process. Uh, Tyler Lockett played pretty well. Two-point uh, two conversion. Uh, that, that, that obviously brought them up as well. So, yeah, I don't really have much else to play for this. I mean, Cardinals were, were way out of the playoffs. Seahawks, of course, weren't able to clinch that playoff berth as well. I forget exactly what the Seahawks needed. Just the Bears to, to beat the Packers. That's it. That's yeah. that's all they needed. And then right. win, of course. Broncos Raiders. Um, young core for the Raiders showed out. Aiden O'Connell played really, really well. Um, Samir White, he also shined, rushing 112 yards with 25 carries. Very similar stat line, actually, to uh, Harris, uh, Najee Harris on the Steelers. Uh, he might be a permanent starter for the Raiders. Uh, Samir White played really well, not just on Sunday, but all year long. Antonio, Antonio Pierce. Deserves a coaching job next season, in my opinion. I think he definitely does. I don't know if he will, 
there'll be a lot of a lot of names like Belichick, of course, Rabel, maybe even Hardball coming up in the wraps as well. I don't know if Antonio Pierce will secure a head coaching st- a head coaching spot, but definitely, definitely secured uh, a strong assistant or even a coordinator position on a team, if not the Raiders. Broncos have absolutely no answer at QB. That's my last, my, my only other point. Obviously, Wilson will be out this year. He's not going to he's not going to stay in Denver, and without Wilson, they have absolutely no answer at quarterback. So that's going to be something that they have, they have to figure out dramatically going into next year because it's going to be very very ugly if this team cannot find a uh, quarterback under center as we saw the last couple weeks with Stridham, uh, Jarrett Jarrett Stridham. Eagles Giants, we got into that at length for sure. Cowboys Commanders, I don't really know. There's nothing else to really. I don't even know if we touch base on this or not. But Cowboys, you know, dominated the Commanders four touchdowns for Dak Prescott. They're flying on all cylinders, leading into the playoffs. Very scary team, uh, leading into the playoffs. The Cowboys are, and Commanders, of course, we heard on Monday are parting ways with Rivera. Finally, also 19th straight uh, NFC East title that. Wasn't the same, yep. wasn't back to back years. So everybody's had, well, there hasn't been an NFC East winner since the Eagles in 03 and 04 that has repeated. Yeah. So this is the 19th straight year that this has happened. Crazy. Dallas outperformed the Commanders by a wide margin, uh, pretty much on everything. First downs, uh, 31 first downs through the Commanders, 12 total yards. Cowboys had 440 compared to the Commanders, 180 turnover margin. Uh, three takeaways to one and they just absolutely dominated on time uh, dominated on time of possession as well uh cowboys having the ball for about 36 minutes of the game yeah just not a surprise by any means and yeah just dominated the commanders and what we thought would happen and it happened and rivera is out of washington now and it'll be interesting to see who takes that vacant head coaching spot like i said a lot of names coming up next year that will be looking for jobs in the NFL coaching jobs. New week's resolutions. Let's move on to that. Zach, who is your new week's resolution? My new week's resolution is the fact that, I mean, we need to... There, It's interesting how people are talking about C.J. Stroud now as far as how many quarterbacks would we take over C.J. Stroud? And I don't think the answer is many. Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. obviously. Joe Burrow. Josh Allen. I don't really know. Lamar. That might be it. That might be it. CJ might be a top five quarterback in the NFL that you want for the next decade or so. And I know everybody talked about Trevor Lawrence being a generational quarterback. Trevor Lawrence has been a good quarterback, but I don't think Trevor Lawrence has been generational or anything like that. CJ Stroud, I think, would would have won the MVP this year if he played in his other two games. He's been that good. He should be the runaway offensive rookie of the year. So I think we got to just start uh, giving CJ his flowers and not just start looking at him as, oh, he had a great year for a rookie. No, he's just one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Drop the rookie t- tag aside. It doesn't seem like a fluke. I mean, he's just so calm, so poised. Um, he, you just watch him play and, you know, watch him in interviews. You just get very confident with him. And like I said, it, it's not a fluke. He's going to definitely be back, well, play in the playoffs, obviously. But then even next year, you know, he's going to be back playing as, you know, just as well as he did this year because, like I said, he definitely shows confidence and he definitely shows uh, consistent play as well. My new week's resolution, um, Lakers might be all they celebrate this year is the in-season tournament. Lakers have been absolutely terrible. Currently number 10 in the West and barely hanging on to that spot. Warriors, I think, are going to get a lot better once Draymond Green comes back. 
I can definitely see the Lakers being out of the playoffs, not even not even play in this year, but just out of the playoffs in general. So my new week's resolution for the Lakers is just to completely clean house, get rid of Darvin Ham, get rid of get rid of Rob Palinka because it's not working. LeBron getting older, of course, they can't substitute. They leave players in way too long. One of the worst offenses in the NBA when they have just too many stars to have that bad offense. So yeah, that's my new week's resolution. Clean house of the Lakers and I don't know, tank, do something, get draft picks. I don't because they need to do something and LeBron might only have a year or two left. Yeah, they're gonna be in trouble once he leaves and need to find a solution for the next uh coming years to, you know, be back to the Lakers winning ways. Justin, what is your new week's resolution? I'm gonna go with the Saints here and Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen with the fake kneel down controversy yesterday against the Falcons, which uh, which was a uh, a big win for the Saints, but Dennis Allen kind of screwed it up. But uh, not an impressive tenure so far in New Orleans. Two years with Derek Carr, with a pretty good Saints roster, still went nine and eight, didn't win the division or get the wild card. So if I'm the Saints. Maybe I think about moving on from Dennis. I Allen. would. And by the way, can we just say this? This is the National Football League. If you're worried about people running the score up, you get paid to stop them. Quit your whining. This isn't high school. This isn't even mm-hmm. college football. These are guys making millions of dollars. Stop them. If you if you can't stop them, then that's a you problem. I mean, hey, maybe he'll end up on the Saints next year. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? That's why he apologized. That's what everyone's saying. That's why he yeah. apologized after quickly. He need a job next year. Intake and outtakes of the week. Justin, we'll start with you. What is your intake of the week? My intake of the week is the Miami Dolphins. They are not AFC playoff contenders. And losing the AFC East to the Buffalo Bills and losing that game on Sunday night the way they did, not a good playoff contender. They could beat the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the one thing I'll say. I will give them a chance in that game because Kansas City might be heading towards a first-round exit as well. But the Dolphins maybe are not, are at best, a second-round exit, not an AFC championship team or a contender. Bad news for the Dolphins. Weather. You see what the temperature is going to be? No. Uh, they said the high on Saturday, which is when the game's going to be played, is uh, 12. And it's in prime time. Nice. Not great for a Florida-based team. Well, the good news is it'll be so cold it won't snow. So that's at least good. Right. for the <laughs> My intake of the week, uh, the Commanders bringing in, uh, of course, getting rid of uh, Ron Rivera. But shortly after that, news came out that they are bringing in Bob Myers and uh, former Minnesota uh, Vikings uh, GM Rick Spielman to help with the head coaching search. So I love this. I love this by the, you know, by Harris and his group. You know, of course, Magic Johnson, uh, David Blitzer, Mitch Rates, Harris and his group. Clearly trying to change the landscape of football in Washington next season. Uh, also shows being as careful as possible and giving away his control for valuable insight into building a team. Absolutely awesome. At pretty much the opposite of the Panthers. Commanders definitely want to change things going down the line and want a team effort and bringing in 
some people that he knows are way more knowledgeable than he is. Justin, what is, or Zach, sorry, what is your intake of the week? Intake of the week. Jordan Love is a franchise quarterback, and I think he's got a chance to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL moving forward. And I think next year when we talk about the best quarterbacks in the NFC, I don't know if he's going to rank outside the top five because mm-hmm. what he did this year with basically no receivers, uh, banged up running game, to have 32 touchdown passes, not a lot of turnovers, I think only 11 on the entire year. But most importantly, his last five games when the Packers needed him, 10 touchdowns, one interception. He's played well on big stages. Goes to Detroit on Thanksgiving and dominates against the Lions. Beats the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes head-to-head on a Sunday night. And then the last two games against the Vikings on the road on Sunday night, needing to win that to stay alive. Three touchdown passes and a touchdown run. And then yesterday, only five incompletions in a win-and-in game. Jordan Love has all the tools it looks like to be a star franchise quarterback. And once again, the Packers seem to have found gold. They're uh, comparing him to Patrick Mahomes just in how he plays and Obviously, that would be amazing for Packers fans if he can turn out to be a Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Outtakes of the week. Justin, what is your outtake of the week? My outtake of the week is Mike Tomlin for the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. Every season, he has a 500 or better winning percentage through his 17 seasons. The Steelers making the playoffs with Mason Rudolph at quarterback for the Steelers. And for Tomlin... He's earned another year in Pittsburgh and possibly the future. Even I was one of the people saying Mike Tomlin should get fired or traded by the Steelers if he missed the playoffs and had a 500 or below season. But he is 10-7 and seven and heading into the playoffs with Mason Rudolph as his quarterback. So yep. Tomlin has earned the right to be the Steelers head coach. My outtake of the week, um, Jim Harbaugh saying that People in the media, people even in the athletic, you know, in athletics at, at a university should be taking pay cuts to pay the student athletes. Great on paper, obviously a good hearted statement, but the f- problem is Jim Harbaugh makes millions and other people, uh, you know, other people in the media, other people in the athletic staff don't make millions. So they're not going to want to be giving up t- uh, five or 10% of their paycheck to go to the student athletes. Like I said, awesome on paper. Good initiative and, you know, good thinking overall. But there's definitely going to be a lot of people on the bottom of the pecking order that are not going to like that initiative. And so that's my my outtake of the week, you know, taking percentages out of, you know, people that don't make millions of money <laughs> a year like Jim Hardball to pay the student athletes. Something that I don't think is going to really work out uh, long term and something that I don't think the NCAA is going to go for but and something Harbaugh won't have to deal with because he'll be in the NFL that's year. also very true <laughs> so, yeah good point Zach he yeah. won't even he won't be here next <laughs> year right. most likely uh yeah. what is your outtake Zach finishes off so I talked about the current Packer quarterback for uh the intake I'm going to the old Packer quarterback for the outtake and that's Aaron Rodgers you know he's talked about if we want to be a winning organization put yourself in position to win championships and be competitive everything you do matters and we need to flush the BS that has nothing to do with winning. Um, we're all looking for the guy who did this. Hmm. You know, there's somebody that goes on the Pat McAfee show every week and has controversial statements. Is there a guy that, you know, talked about potentially coming back after tearing his Achilles and kind of holding the Jets a little bit hostage? Uh, who was that again? Was that uh, anybody? Oh, yeah, it was Aaron Rodgers. Yep. So, I mean, look, I'm an Aaron Rodgers defender for the most part, but the lack of self-awareness here is just mind-boggling. All right, good show, guys. Uh, we'll be on back on Thursday. Um, awesome show. We'll, you know, break down everything that's happening. Maybe even get ready uh, for next week of NFL. But we'll see. We'll break it all down then. I'm sure a lot will happen from now. 
until Thursday. Maybe more coach firings. We'll see. But whatever it is, we'll keep you up to date, and we'll see you Thursday. Until then, keep on traveling.